Beloved beings of earth, things, timelines, minds, hearts, intentions, and humanity itself is shifting and expanding. You may have noticed that you feel more connected to streams of love, strength, bravery, freedom, confidence, innovation, collaboration, peace, joy, bliss, inspiration, and perhaps the stream of grace and the stream that connects us to the source of all that is. Beyond time, beyond space, beyond any of our limitations, there is the source that knows you and I intimately and reveals purpose to us in perfect and divine timing. So let me reflect to you now. You are right on time. I too have shifted into another form myself, perhaps more of my dragon coming through, and also my multidimensional human grounded into the core of Gaia Pachamama. And from this place, from this home frequency, I am connected to all that is inherently divine and can share Queen Prophecies podcast. Are you coming along for the ride? As the silver river of grace, I intend for the floods of cosmic remembrance to rain down into your throat chakra to align you with your truth codes, your true soul timing, and an authenticity to bless the golden ages of this planet, planet Earth. Through the transmissions, shares, and frequencies of this new season, may the frequency of divine truth assist in the upgrades and activations of all at this precise moment on earth. Sit back and enjoy the frequencies. Welcome to my ocean frequency and wave on the internet here at Queen Prophecies podcast. Today we are riding and traversing the cosmos with dragons specifically the dragon known in Vedic tradition as Rahu. The Aquarius channel and I are discussing threads associated with the pulse or call of this dragon, Rahu. As we learned, we both have extremely powerful Rahu placements in our natal sidereal charts. I know what you're thinking. What is this sidereal astrology? Can I even go down that rabbit hole? Is it time? Am I ready? Can I let go of certain, yeah, ideas and teachings that I have held or that I have received from whole sign astrology, from 12 sign astrology? And I'm here to tell you this is just an open call. This is a heart call for you to dip your toes into the deliciously inviting cosmic waters of 13 sign astrology or sidereal or true sky as it has many names these days. Um, 
Yeah, this special, special episode recorded with beautiful sister Melissa, the Aquarius channel, transmitting from Australia is really close to my heart, particularly because the 13th sign is actually known as Ophiuchus, the dragon rider or the serpent bearer. And if you know anything about me, you know how much my life <laughs> revolves around dragons, serpent medicine, the dragon heart, the serpent path. So receive what is meant for you. Be discerning and most of all, open. Open to what is for you at this time and take that and only that so wonderful to have you here if you are loving these podcasts please consider leaving some reviews or a star or sharing it with people that you love that you want to just you know drop a little seed into their um, into their waters into their field it's so so helpful and appreciated especially as there are only a few more episodes of the season of truth coming to you before we shift once again into another octave different frequencies different codes and activations i ask that you also listen to a couple of announcements first is that my patreon is receiving beautiful resonant souls who are willing and ready to advance in their soul's journey. Every single aspect of us is changing, is aligning, is activating, is transforming. And for those of you who are just, you just know what I'm saying when I say that, check out the Patreon. There are beautiful things happening over there. The second announcement is dragonslovecacao.com. That is where you can book readings, sessions, grid work, and cacao and oracle and tau and all the beautiful sessions that I have on offer right now. It's also where you can learn more about future offerings, future ceremonies. So please check out dragonslovecacao.com last thing is youtube i'm linking all of these things in the description youtube is getting a lot of my love i'm preparing now that i have this beautiful turquoise ocean wall in my space right now to record some beautiful cacao and oracle and dragon oracle readings for all of those who like youtube loving you all from california let's get into the episode welcome everyone so beautiful to have a new guest and beautiful astrologer for our time i can't wait for her and i to dive into the theme of rahu and everything that has to do with our beautiful head of the dragon. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm going to let her introduce herself and where she's transmitting from in the grid of Gaia. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Um, so my name is Melissa. 
Um, I'm an astrologer and I work with um, true sidereal astrology. Um, so true sidereal astrology mirrors um, the sky. So, and it uses the natural sizes of the constellations, um, which is a reflection of the living sky and the time that we're in now. Um, so it is a shift um, with tropical astrology where um, we're actually looking at the planets as they are in alignment with the stars and working with the natural um, energies in that way. Um, and, yeah, it's been a really big shift in my life as well. Um, I started off um, studying tropical astrology and um, for many years and gradually made the shift to sidereal because it just resonated more and made more sense to to be in alignment with the stars um and yeah <laughs> so was there a particular marker whether it's a mentor somebody you were studying with that said mm -hmm. hey maybe you want to look at sidereal or maybe even something in your own life, like an event that had you research a little mm. more and, and go down a, maybe a rabbit hole or a dragon hole? Yeah, well, I think it was like I found um, um, Isaac Rodriguez, the sidereal astrologer, and I've done a lot of um, his like courses and schools through there. And yeah, when I saw when I first saw my chart in that way, it was just, I just knew that that was more accurate <laughs> and just seeing the shift, but um, yeah. And it really like just activated me more, I think onto my path to, um, and made more sense to me in that way. I feel there is a moment when I guess if you're interested in astrology or if you if you're like we are nowadays kind of bombarded on apps or social media mm. or you know the internet we're bombarded with information about astrology now which i believe is done on purpose to really yeah, confuse us yeah <laughs> us like frazzled like there's so much information how mm. could we possibly anchor anything or move with any energy or any transit like consciously if we're just being thrown all this yeah. information and it's all jumbled but the main mm -hmm. the main thing they want you to know is for the most part your sun sign your moon yeah. and your um your rising sign and mm -hmm. thankfully when i first got into astrology it's like i didn't want to know about those things i already knew but again, this was in Western 12 sign. I, mm. I knew those energies. I knew those archetypes. It was like, give me something deeper. And the astrologer yeah. at the time, he was working with the um, the Dasas. So he was working mm -hmm. with these this kind of Vedic system where he was giving big cycles of time, uh, kind of anecdotes and intuition in his reading. And he mm. rocked my world because we had our reading yeah in 2015 i believe or 2016 mm -hmm. and i was in my saturn dasa then 
I'm still mm-hmm. in the Saturn Dasa, by the way. I have two more years to go. It's like a really oh. long part of my my life um, story mm-hmm. right now. So is that is that the Saturn return? So no, I'm not. I'm not familiar with the Vedic like ah, term. Okay, so well, I did reach out to him while I was in my Saturn return, but the oh okay yeah in the Vedic system depending on when you were born there's kind of like a ruling um oh i think planet there's a ruling planet or or um sky body so it could be the north node could be venus Mm -hmm. mercury um it's every single planet it's kind of like the more ancient planet so there's no uranus there's no yeah whatever you're born under is a very important um kind of energy for you so side note Mm. i was born in a north node dasa but i only had a couple of a couple of years there and then that yes that was over that shifted yeah shifted into the next dasa the next one the next one and then there's no um there's no i mean it's very very nuanced because it's it's a clear system um Mm. but but every planet is like a different cycle of time. So Saturn, I think, could mm-hmm. be like 17 years. And then maybe Venus yeah. is like 13. So mm-hmm. there's definitely none of that. Like it's all equal and it's all nice and neat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go down that rabbit hole. But what what he did for me is he highlighted that at that time and moving forward for a long period of time i would be having this relationship with saturn this like really deep Mm. dive with saturn ruling everything that's going on in my chart from Mm -hmm. the vedic perspective yeah and born under a north node dasa that also carries an importance because it's think of it like a little bit of the ascendant energy it's like that's the energy that you're born into it's natural for you to feel that so for me i feel yeah. the dragon i feel the pulse wow that's so interesting the pool of that like where are yeah. we going where are we going yeah what's the purpose mm-hmm. like the evolution and yeah it's interesting because i have the north node conjunct my ascendant wow so rahu yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah so i feel that energy very strongly <laughs> Ooh, you're gonna have to go down a, da- a dasa rabbit hole one day too yes i think i did look into it i have i have looked a little bit into the vedic but it was yeah like i love just getting all the different perspectives and i really found like that this was like what I was here to to share and like part of my purpose and even like seeing my true sidereal chart was just like I could see it in that too and um finding out about a fucus like a lot of the information kind of came from within Mm -hmm. and I was just getting like a lot of downloads about it and then just like researching it to kind of see um yeah like to have like a point of reference as to what I was like getting internally with the and um so we have a point in our charts like called the midheaven which is like the highest point in the chart that's connected as well with like our soul purpose and our mission 
Um, and mine is at zero degrees of a fucus. Mm. And so I remember on the day too that I was like more aware of it. The sun was like transiting like exactly on that point too. <laughs> so it was just like all aligned and yeah. <laughs> so maybe if you want to just touch upon what is Ophiuchus and mm. why it's relevant to this specific sidereal you know debut I guess on this podcast and for our, our audience yeah yeah so Ophiuchus is known as the 13th sign so it's left out of traditional astrology um I believe intentionally and so even though it's the 13th sign it's actually the ninth when we're going around and counting it's connected to the number nine as well um and the way I see it is like we have like the four elements and a fucus is the fifth element it's connected with the ether and so it's it's like our initiation kind of thing like beyond time and it's also connected with um like our memories as well like our galactic memories and like restoring that um and like the inner union of the divine masculine and feminine as well and um so the symbol is like a man um holding a serpent and so I believe this is also connected with the north and south nodes as well with Rahu and K2 and I think it's it's to do with like the balancing of like karma and like our destiny. So which the nodes rule and because they were split and it's like the head of the dragon and the tail of the dragon. Um, I believe a fucus is connected with like restoring that balance and the karmic cycles and like bringing them together because he's like holding, holding the serpent as it's like connected or the dragon. Mm. And so yeah it's like um coming into that kind of um ending of the karma <laughs> um of that cycle and just yeah thank you for bringing in the galactic piece yeah yeah <laughs> because what i felt when i started having this drag dragon awakening or this uh mm. this dragon communication or impulse you know first yeah. it really started happening from the land and the plants that i was working with what what um medicines i was ingesting and working with mm -hmm. eventually the pulse was happening from within it was like hello the dragon's yeah. inside the dragon is you yeah and that's when it was like wait wait what <laughs> yeah yeah slowly after having that inclination of like oh i'm the dragon like mm. is that possible is when i had my first sidereal astral astrology reading and i was yeah in dragon lands you know it was in um, glastonbury in avalon in england you know dragon lore is very very abundant there mm. and this woman was very you know um she was very i'm gonna use the word loopy because 
I feel she had a way of just kind of giving you a, a taste, like a little transmission. Mm. Yeah. She told me a lot of things I already knew, but from a completely different chart, obviously. I had never seen my chart in sidereal. I had always associated with being a cancer son. I had always believed that my um, my rising sign was Virgo. You know, these these little mm-hmm. things here and there. Um, I believe my Saturn and Uranus were dancing together in Sagittarius. But then mm-hmm. eventually seeing this chart, I have Saturn and Uranus in Ophiuchus. They're conjunct. Mm. Oh, well. Um, I'm a Leo rising. I'm the lioness. Mm. You know, I'm here to devour like anything (laughs) and everything that is not truth. And I'm a Mm -hmm. Gemini sun. And I have many placements in Gemini. I have Black Moon Lilith. I have um, Mercury and Venus conjunct my sun. And it's all, um, you know, it's all about this communication. It's all about uh, the freedom, like the freedom to speak your Mm. truth, the freedom to be your authentic self. And it was, it was really rocking my world to see, okay, but how does this tie into dragons? Because Mm -hmm. the chart is the chart and I appreciated it and then I kind of put it on the back burner like I, I enjoyed having the reading her little like um, she's kind of like a little fairy like a little loopy fairy transmitting this, <laughs> like just a first taster into yeah surreal. and then I didn't give it too much attention for a while to have mm-hmm. to come back to it because another astrologer sidereal started just really resonating um in mm-hmm. his shares on instagram and then and then another one and then you and then like oh okay there's something here there's something here mm-hmm. let's dive into yeah. rahu i really yeah. um intended for this to be mm-hmm. a journey and an exploration of the north node mm-hmm. from an astrological well, perspective yes Yeah, well, it's really interesting with the timing at the moment too because in tropical astrology, so the north node has shifted into Aries, but in the true sky, so like mirroring the constellations, it's actually just shifted back because they move backwards. Um, It's just shifted into Pisces. So it's been, yeah, journeying through Aries um, with the south node in Virgo because Virgo is such a big constellation. Um, And so I kind of saw that as like, so the south node is something that we're like moving away from or shifting our energy away from and utilising like the energies of that to move towards um, Rahu and the north node. It's what... um, is going to help us like evolve and it's like our collective um, destiny point when looking at it like from a a collective um, view Um, and so that shift was kind of like using our work and service um, and our gifts with that and utilizing that to move towards like creating more freedom for ourselves and stepping into like leadership um, positions with Aries um and awakening to like being on our own path and 
of like self-development and following like what is true for us personally too um and yeah so last um because i i use like a certain system for truce ideal so it's just shifted back into pisces um which is a really interesting point too because it kind of marks like the start uh like the beginning and the end it's like this point that's like in between time and it's like both of the um yeah like both beginnings and endings and so it's also at the moment aligning with um, the Andromeda galaxy, um, which is also connected with the dragon energy too. And it's like the um, creation energy of the dragons, um, which is really powerful. What I've noticed with Andromeda as well is that it holds this very like feminine <clears throat> consciousness too um, and like unconditional love and like a very advanced um, spiritual um, energy um, where they honour like the feminine in leadership roles. Um, so that's going to be like a big theme kind of moving into um, this like cycle with the North Node with Rahu. It's like, so our collective like North Star, um, what we're kind of, is helping us to evolve through these energies right now. Um, How yeah. long, more or less, will <laughs> the North Node be affected by the Andromeda galaxy specifically? Is it months? Is it mm. years? I would probably say over this next month. Okay. Over this next month would be the strongest point. Like currently this week, it's like exactly conjunct. <laughs> so like right now, but probably over the next month, like you would feel it as well. Um, and then so like where the North Node is now, like in Pisces, it's moving more towards like the spiritual journey collectively. Um, and... So, yeah, it can bring up, like, reality and dreams and just, like, how we bridge the gap between, like, building our dreams. And I think it's also because Virgo is such an analytical sign, like, it can be um, very mental and um, focused on our work and service and and health, but we're kind of being pushed more into having, like, letting go of that control and just like having faith and just like moving into like the the waters and the flow of Pisces. Um, and yeah, it can it can bring up a lot of um like subconscious and like kind of chaotic energy as well, um, like in the collective as we move through it. Um, but again, it's kind of a test of um our own spiritual like faith in um yeah just surrendering to it there's a few different things that i'm tightening up about <laughs> <laughs> and um sometimes this happens because i'm actually feeling the collective um yeah yeah right so we're actually speaking of the north node and the south node in the context mm. of of all of us like this planet yeah this planet, yep. so humanity like, humans yes. 
we're on a journey together. It's nice yep. to be in our own bubble and believe we're the star of our own everything. But mm. when you zoom out a little, it's like, oh, I'm on planet Earth. Oh, I am human. Oh, shit. I have to, <laughs> you know, I have yeah. to or I get to participate in this collective experience as well. Mm. And I do yeah. feel because this this shift is happening right now, um, we are also recording this on the full moon in Capricorn mm -hmm. while our sun is in Cancer. You yeah. had this little post today or yesterday mm -hmm. about the mother-father. I was feeling that for days. I was feeling this yes. tug of the mother-father. Yeah. It's just like the feminine, the masculine, like when will we just um, yeah. unify all of these and and alchemize mm -hmm. all of these different stories because that same tug, I believe, happens with the the notes, actually. Yes. Like you were saying, yeah. right? There are two parts of the dragon, but which mm -hmm. one um, which one do we follow? Do we chase our tail or do we, yeah. you know, do we follow our head and our nose and our, you know, our third eye? Like, or mm -hmm. can we harmonize it all? Like, can we yeah. be the full dragon? You know mm -hmm. who knows that they are connected to all of it everything yeah even beyond this galaxy like you said andromeda yep we're there too yep we're here yeah. too yeah <laughs> yeah that's so true collectively what do you think pisces energy with the north node there like what are we ready to face? Because I believe that mm. the North Node is about, it's about realizing like, this is here, it's it's in front of your yeah. face. Whether you mm -hmm. go for it or not is your choice. Yeah. Really, it's easier for us to activate the North Node within our own birth chart, because it's truly mm. what we're hungry for. But yeah if you get out of the individual story and like i said we're actually zooming out into the collective story then we might have resistance even i have resistance i'm like i'm not doing i'm not doing this awakening thing with the whole collective because some of them are so behind like let's be real yeah been doing the work yeah. <laughs> we have a journey yeah but what's your i know <laughs> it can be hard to like to think about it in that like in that sense like it feels um and I think that's a part of it too is like just learning to to let go and like trust I think in a higher power um but it can also be helpful too to see like where the north node is transiting like currently in your chart that's kind of like your own um way of helping like the collective evolve to when you can see like what area of life like that's activating for you and like that you're moving towards um but yeah on a collective level I think it's just it can be moving away to from like the traditional like understanding of time and our reality and like how we work like nine to five and just like um the matrix kind of um, like time system and moving more into like um, the Pisces energy, which is just very like multidimensional and um, 
and I think healing will be like a big theme as well um, coming up. Um, yeah, Chiron's in Pisces um, and the North Node will um, be with Chiron next year, I think in February, um, but that will move closer to that. And I think that's going to bring up um, a lot of, a lot of like subconscious wounds in the collective and like pain but I think there's also so much potential for our own healing that's going to activate um and I think like a lot of people um will kind of be called forward to that can help bring like their healing gifts um to the collective and just step up and be um more of a guide like for other people who are suffering too and I think that's what we're here to really to learn and evolve like towards like with this um transit mm. I have a big smile on my face because I know that in February of next year we will be in the year of the dragon in Chinese astro oh wow yeah so you're you're saying the head of the dragon is going to meet with the healer the wounded healer yes. Chiron what represents yeah. It's like our Achilles heel and our greatest mm -hmm. gift. It's what we've yeah. always been maybe shunned for, ostracized mm -hmm. or scared of embodying, mm -hmm. but we can't even possibly live this life to the fullest without embracing yeah. how magical that placement is for us. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be very, very exciting, but I mm. will say that with the leadership, hopefully with Chiron healing, what we see and feel and know about um, kind of like these gurus, right? So Pisces kind mm -hmm. of can have the savior energy. Yeah, yeah. Save the world, literally Jesus Christ on the cross, you know, this is associated yeah. with Pisces energy not because mm -hmm. that's actually what it is but because that's what's been that's where our focus has been directed so that we buy into mm. that story and feed into that narrative but it's like yeah um i like this idea of okay so if we are collectively going to be um hungry for piscean energies then hopefully mm. we also understand the beauty of co-creation we understand the beauty yeah. of you can heal some pieces by illuminating you know just with your mm -hmm. light the way you live you can um show me some things and i can show someone else some things and we're all exchanging mm -hmm. our gifts yes versus, yeah versus that i'm the one literally neo i'm the one <laughs> <Nothing>. <laughs> You know, nothing ever works out when, when you try yeah. that you're the savior of the world. Yeah. The bad yeah. And it's like movie. a collective effort kind of thing. Yeah. I think something else that comes up too with the Pisces energy is just that it's the collective like emotions and like with the water too being a water sign and it's like the final sign. It's just like all of our stored memories. And it's also, I think, bringing up like Lemuria and the memories from that and also like our soul, um, like gifts as well from that time. 
I think will become more activated. Um, and I also see too, like moving away from um, like the hospitals and like um, the way the healthcare is like at the moment, I think more people will just reach a point because of their pain and like the kind of crisis we're seeing in that move towards more like spiritual healing and um, different ways of healing that's not connected like with the um, pharmaceutical industry. Like I think that's really going to be a big thing too, like over the next 18 months. Healing with the waters. Yes. Healing, yep. like you said, our memories, our yep. own fluids, our own mm. DNA yep. can be healed with the waters. Um, mm -hmm. And it is a yep. deep surrender to even consciously take your awareness to that when maybe for you and me, that's normal. But for a lot of people, that's going to be a big leap. It's possible. Yep. People in your life are going to be surprising you. People in your um, in your family are going to be surprising you. They may not leap mm -hmm. as fast as you leap but mm. here's where we also have to recognize like the christ yeah. or the yeshua or the magdalene or whoever in everybody because give mm -hmm. give them a chance to surprise you yeah we're here to heal together yeah 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 absolutely yeah mm. <laughs> so curious where is your rahu in your natal chart if you feel to share yeah so it's in my natal chart it's on my ascendant um like conjunct my ascendant in aquarius um in true sidereal and um so it's yeah currently transiting i think it's just moved into my second house um but yeah, so I do feel very connected to like the dragon energy, having it so close um, to my ascendant. So yeah, and having it in the first house too with the, the south node in the seventh house. So that's all about like um, balancing like the karma in relationships and with myself kind of thing. Um, so there was like a lot of karma between partnerships um, that I'm here to like balance in this life through, um, yeah, following like my own path and just um, connecting with like the Aquarian energies as well, like through that and embodying that energy. Um, but I also have the sun in the seventh house too. <laughs> so it's kind of like, partnerships are going to be like a big theme for me um especially from the past too like connected from like past lives or that kind of thing um but I have to also have like my own sense of like identity in that to kind of keep the balance between the two and um focus on like community and having like that Aquarian vision um, and just like innovation of the future and bringing those ideas into like the present. Mm. Mm. Love that. Mm. <laughs> well, 
there is um there was never a resonance for me with my north node south node in traditional tropical astrology Mm -hmm. i never resonated with the aries libra axis so my north node would have been aries south node would have been libra and i was like that's Mm. not right (laughs) that just i just (laughs) never connected with it i never did anything with it and as soon as i saw that that shifted to pisces virgo for me pisces north node south node and virgo it was um something i could get on board with so for me Mm the south node energy is what what i've already mastered mm-hmm. in many 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 lifetimes and yeah. i have all that here in my medicine bag i just yes, get yeah. ready with it so <laughs> um if you if you see uh virgo energy as the priestess which i believe she is mm-hmm then i have a lot of just cellular knowing that um that we're that we heal ourselves that we Mm -hmm. have um a deep desire to create sacred spaces temple spaces honor the earth honor the elements Mm. honor each other it's um it's my second house actually south node so Mm -hmm. i have the virgo Um, I have K2 in Virgo in the second house. So, mm-hmm. so then that would make my North Node eighth house. In the eighth house, yeah. Pisces. Yeah. And I think that's actually what my daughter has too. But hers is in Leo, but it's in the eighth house as well. Like she has the nodes in, in those two houses. So um, what would a Pisces, Rahu in Pisces in the eighth house mm-hmm mean i i guess virgo i'm down with the virgo i got it yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and i love that i remember um when i was learning about the nodes like i love that analogy of like the south node is kind of like what you brought into this life and like what you've um mastered or done before or what do you have in your medicine bag like especially as a virgo (laughs) what have you brought in like into your bag in this life that you can use that will help be like almost like a springboard towards your um north star or destiny um like towards rahu um and that access to um so like the second house and the eighth house so that's moving like more from like the physical into like the the deep waters and like the transformational experiences through like spirituality and um yeah the piscean kind of realm um i also feel like yeah so pisces is also connected yeah with our ancient memories too um and our like how would i say it is ancestry like cancer but i also feel like it's more um like beyond beyond that as well it can be um more connected just trying to think of the word like our kind of collective ancestry as well and just like the lineages and yeah (laughs) i'm feeling also like collective um time in the sense in the sense that we've we've forgotten 
-hmm. we literally have been programmed to forget we don't yeah. get to come in here with that much remembrance mm, yeah there's there's markers there's astrological markers there's also just soul mm. markers that help to turn the lights on let's say you know take our awareness yes so for me to even um resonate with oh as a virgo south node i came in with all of this goodness already and yes i can mm -hmm. apply 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 i can i can just do the sacred space i can do this the ceremony i it's like mm -hmm. that's easy i live my life like it's it's a yeah. ceremony it's very mm -hmm. um yeah it, it's i love that but in terms mm -hmm. of um in terms of not remembering, for example, Lemuria was an epoch, and if we were on the planet at that time, or even if we were not, but our, our, um, you know, our ancestors were, and we came from mm -hmm. them at some point, that Lemurian epoch as a collective, and everything that happened in Lemuria, that then went over to the next epoch, the Atlantean epoch. Now we're in the post-Atlantean mm. epoch, at least in the system that I've really resonated with. We're in the post-Atlantean. It's like every single mm -hmm. one of those is an ocean, is a is a yeah. galaxy. If you want, you know, if you dive yeah. into any of those epochs, waters. Oh my God! And I can attest because I have, and I will. And I will. <laughs>
it's heavy it's so much it's a lot to unpack and I think that's also what will come up too like in seeing the Chiron it's just um I think a lot more people will start to remember like start to remember kind of the past or just like the memories that we have experienced here on earth um from those really ancient times and that are just stored like in the water and in our bodies um and with Chiron too because it's it can be like our deepest pain points but there's also so many like soul gifts from that experience of going through it and so I do think that will be um yeah like a major a major theme coming up and just remembering those times and clearing like a lot too um from those times it will make the resonance of this collective that is humanity it will make us lighter it will Mm -hmm. help us rise in frequency collectively Mm -hmm. because this planet is rising regardless yeah in frequency she's shifting Mm. gaia is shifting into another dimension i believe that Yeah. yeah i the more and more everything has revealed itself um, even just lately, the way I've been working with the Syrian energy, it's like I came upon mm. this book from a brother. He had sent it to me months ago. I just started reading it. It was written in <laughs> 2017. Yeah. Um, this woman's been channeling the Syrians for a long time. And everything that they're saying is like, I've already tapped into it. Everything yeah. that they're saying. There's very yeah. little information that's like new. And mm that's where i understand like okay so all this work i've done with the waters both the physical waters of this planet also my internal waters doing the alchemy you know healing mm-hmm. myself working with my my pressure points my chiron you know all these different yeah why it's so yeah. beautiful to know your astrological chart mm-hmm. what what's lighting up what needs our attention what needs our awareness because then in a lot of in a lot of ways we're ahead of the game like we can roll yeah. with this next wave we can ride the wave that will be mm-hmm. chiron and the north node together in pisces in 2024 yeah yeah that's so true i think it's yeah it's been so helpful just to have that like higher perspective and just understanding of like what's happening too like in the world and just through astrology when you can see certain cycles happening it just gives you that like better understanding of why things might be happening the way they are and even in your own life too um just seeing like the transits and things that you're going through like um at the moment I have Saturn on my ascendant and so I think like if I wasn't aware of that like it would just it would kind of feel like why does it feel so like so much responsibility and just yeah like having that that knowing um really helps me understand like where I'm at in my own um in my own cycles to kind of help the collective and and go through my own challenges with that too (laughs) 
between you with Saturn and Aquarius and me with Saturn and Ophiuchus <laughs> with Uranus right there, which has a very Aquarian yeah. feel to it. I mean, collectively, um, we could share, we could definitely drop some seeds for humanity, like so that they could be, yeah. you know, this is the remaining part of this year, the year, the whole decade of the 2020s. Mm -hmm. I feel is going to be the biggest shift that this planet maybe consciously has ever made together. Yeah. Yeah. I have this feeling that like by the time we get to 2030, this moment right here is going to be like a, bl like a blink, like a blip. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. where we're headed, which may be mm. also my like my north node you know it's pisces it's like i can yes pull yeah. upon these possibilities you know i really mm -hmm. like to touch upon the piscean energy as like possibilities right we're swimming yeah so yeah it's like possible. the infinite possibilities yeah <laughs> it's the pool of like you know just yeah, yeah it's like, like the ocean of yeah um, of unity too <laughs> There's a lot of timelines for me associated with um, where we're going collectively, even personally. Mm -hmm. I'm always tapping into many, many possibilities, which is, as you know, is like infinite amount of timelines. Mm -hmm. Hard for me to land like the one timeline and streamline yeah. that energy because. I just get the no, but it's all of it. Like it's every yeah. dream, it's every direction, yeah. omnidirectional. You know, that's kind of very galactic mm -hmm. of us if we can tune into that. It's like mm -hmm. all time, you know, it's timeless, you know, these really yeah. big cosmic concepts. But then to apply them to an earth that doesn't appreciate any of that just yet, <laughs> yes, is yep. what makes us pioneers is what makes mm. you a pioneer doing sidereal astrology right now while yeah. there's probably regular astrologers with pitchforks you know like i know yeah like it we has the witch in the last lifetime <laughs> you can't, like come back now and like be the sidereal astrologer and we're just yeah. the regular astrologers who are now i know off time-wise you know yeah I really had to sit with it too. Like I remember when I started to make the shift and I was like, I just want to like observe both of them because I was posting like tropical for a while. And then when I was kind of feeling that in between, I was just like really listening to like my own body each time there was like a new moon or a full moon and just like seeing what energies were coming up for me. And then it did feel more aligned like with, the sky and like the stars so I took that time to kind of make sure that was really in tune with like what I was here to share but initially yeah I did find it pretty tough just because it was like this constant like bombardment of tropical astrology everywhere and just like I think it's it is like an initiation too like I do believe that that is like the higher timeline and like the higher kind of versions of ourselves that are more connected with like our yeah galactic selves and higher selves um that I think it's yeah I just like now I know that that's what like I'm here to do just focusing on that and just not 
not being pulled back into the other one, like just being able to observe it. Um, but just kind of, yeah, having that strong foundation and focus that like just knowing, yes, this is what like I'm here to share, even if it's, if it feels kind of ahead of the time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, I'm a time traveler. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have very, very strong connections to Andromeda. Um, mm. And many other places but specifically in andromeda i really feel like i'm in andromeda in the future so it's almost like yep. this lifetime is me oh, coming I just got back to the past. When you said that <laughs> it's like me coming back to the past with again a toolbox or a medicine bag mm. or a crystal ball of like certain information that i just know this world needs right now even yep. though it might sound crazy right now yeah yeah <laughs> that's the sign of like you're ahead of your time like you yeah. are like you have a dragon mm. on your wall you love plants and the way they communicate and the way they work through you and the medicines that are so much a part of my reality combining that with dragons with the sky with oracling it's like this is mm. the future for me, like for me, yeah. the happy place where all of those things are allowed, you know, and more mm. than allowed, like yeah. they're, they're sacred. That combination yeah. is like nobody else has that combination from my lens with my mixture of stories mm -hmm. and DNA and all of that. Um, yeah. Um, I kind of sense like the energies of people too, like before... I do the reading sometimes I'll look at their charts and can just feel like the connections mm. um but yeah it's interesting there's like some points in the chart too that are like stargates um through which like you can kind of see some people that have um come through the stargates and that are like outside of time like time travelers that have come back and you can see that in the chart as well. Ooh. It's really cool that are more activated. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, mm. Yeah, that really resonates. That yeah. Really resonates. I actually have, um, did you say you have Saturn and Uranus together? Conjunct and a fucus. Yeah. Mine are conjunct um, in Sagittarius um, at the galactic center. Mm. yeah that's it's been an interesting interesting energy <laughs> the galactic center is usually what connects us to andromeda as well right yeah yeah and um yeah there's a stargate um so when like the like the split between the andromeda galaxy and the milky way galaxy happened there was um like a stargate that was created through Antares um so you'll often find like a lot of people that are connected with the dragon energy and and Andromeda have Antares um in their chart as well which is in depending how you read it it's in Scorpio or a Fucus but I see it as in a Fucus um and that's kind of like people that have 
that energy in their chart too are like they're they're holding space for um people to kind of reactivate their their memories soul memories um and also like the higher galactic frequencies too um and yeah that's kind of like a way in and out of the galaxy like through the Antares stargate Mm. just you saying the word Antares I want to go on a meditation with it yeah there's some there's something there there's definitely something there um that I haven't really tuned into yet um Mm -hmm. I do know that there is a lot of um connections that I have to the silver gate being a Gemini, yeah. Gemini yep. sun, um, mm-hmm. with Mercury, Venus, Lilith, and the sun all together mm-hmm. in the house of Aquarius, the 11th house, there's just this, mm-hmm. again, like there's this innovative way that I came here to experience for myself, but also with the collective what's going on here mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes and I yeah. almost I almost would not would not be satisfied with this life mm-hmm. if the collective doesn't shift dramatically in my lifetime here like that's yeah. how I feel in my core it's mm-hmm. like I just that's how I feel too just to hang yeah. out and have a good time I I wish I could just be like a Mediterranean <laughs> housewife, like yeah. making pasta, seriously, <laughs> making and eating pasta and making babies and like being really tan on the beach somewhere and like, yeah. Julia, like, I'd love that. But that wouldn't be enough. I'd have to be doing all yeah. the Oracle cards, all the dragon stuff, everything yeah. else, like in that little town or community. Mm. But also probably with the podcast. I mean, it's just, I just know myself. yeah the collective is important to Mm -hmm. me to us yeah and I think that's why why astrology helps so much because once you get in touch with like those energies and your own like soul blueprint too it's just like you understand why you're here and why you have like the deeper um like pull towards like yeah your mission and how you can serve like I feel the same like I just wouldn't I know like I wouldn't feel fulfilled doing that because like I'm here to do something else and this is why giving astrology a chance whichever astrology you need to dive into first yeah uh, I am a fan of people learning through initiations and you know if you have to try out the closest astrologer to you and they happen to be 12 sign or you know I do feel Mm -hmm. like there is there is a timing for everything so if that is your Mm. end and it works like the entry point yeah yeah like your your gateway Mm -hmm. into into this just like you know I don't know tarot can be a, Mm -hmm. a gateway but then eventually you're like tarot can be a little bit um I can feel like it's a little bit limiting sometimes. I'm like, I want mm-hmm. all the oracle decks. I want the most magical yeah. <laughs> unicorn, crystal dragons. That makes sense. Yeah. Like the yeah. 
traditional tarot was maybe good for like the medieval times you know like now yeah. <laughs> bring in a little bit more of the good stuff <laughs> yeah that's so true and don't yeah like e even that even that can evolve too i think yeah this is why <laughs> i don't really seek traditional like tarot readers to ever have a reading from mm. them because it's not the language that that i speak is it's yeah it's almost also too perfect in some way mm. the system yeah. the psychology the i have a sister who you know she's she's a beautiful beautiful dragon being what she highlighted for me at one point in my life was that when we're attached to certain systems and certain teachings way past their expiration date mm. that's when there's a problem that's when like you you won't allow the new in like you won't actually anchor yeah. or have the space for the new because you're so married to this traditional system of 12 sign astrology or traditional mm -hmm. archetypal very sometimes patriarchal like tarot like no yeah <laughs> no 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 like we're in 2023 like we we've evolved we have evolved mm, yeah 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 i do feel that and i think too that will kind of be um a part of this journey too like over the next um like 18 months with rahu it's just like that spiritual exploration and um yeah just like letting go of like the older systems and like the control and like way of doing things and just yeah allowing like different kind of um different ways of like connecting with ourselves and to purpose North mm -hmm. Node is connected not only with our destiny, but with our purpose, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. a time to explore your purpose by, mm -hmm. by looking at your North Node, just seeing, knowing where it is in your chart, mm -hmm. knowing when other planets are going to be transiting, conjuncting, lighting up that part of your chart. Yes. Yeah. So for you, after we move all the way through this 18 months of North Node in Pisces, that's is that mm. when it will start touching upon your Yeah, so I think it's um until about twenty like the middle of 2025. Okay. And then it will move into Aquarius. Um yeah, so during that time that will be my like nodal return. So that will be a big, big time, yeah, for me. <laughs> that's exciting yeah <laughs> maybe we'll just be like um communicating start like star trek by then you know where we just <laughs> i know i'll, I'll appear in, in australia you know you can come to california or oh wherever. my gosh that would be nice <laughs> teleport i have memories of teleporting i'm trying to mm -hmm. trying to anchor that here i'm like can we just teleport already i know Seriously. Well, it's funny too, like, um, I find a lot of those, um, like, movies and shows too, like Star Trek and all of those, like, they they can definitely 
like activate the remembering and like the memories of those kind of things too and just like expanding your consciousness and it's watching those has like brought yeah so many things up too <laughs> I agree like, that I remember <laughs> do, do you have any affinity for the Star Trek Discovery season um yeah I was watching it I haven't seen a new season yet but that was really really good from what I was watching it <laughs> What do you think the Klingons, what do you think they represent in, I don't know, in our galactic connections? Mm. Like, because they kind of change the words or the names of places, even in Star Wars, you know, like Aldebaran, yeah. you know, you can just kind of notice these things sometimes, but because mm -hmm. the Klingon are a very warfaring people and they're trying mm. to their um their blood pure like their people they don't want them mixing with anybody else is why they're against like the the federation and you know yeah types of things they don't want to just become part of everybody else they want to hold on to something very traditional or their own culture mm. It has like a reptilian kind of energy, but I also kind of feel like there's like a Ryan too, but like the more negative aspect of it um, that comes up with that. But yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> Their language is very activating when I watch the show yeah. because they have yeah. them in Klingon and the creator of star trek back in the whatever 70s or 80s he created a whole language for the klingon to have their own mm. language for the show so oh wow <laughs> sorry if you're not into star trek but i what i wasn't <laughs> until lockdown and i dove into yeah. the, the star trek discovery series around the time when i started opening up my Akashic records with first yeah. with another um, another woman and then eventually on my own and it was like this is important like it, maybe it's not relevant for everyone but it was definitely relevant for me at the time to mm. just have certain memories start to come back certain pieces, yeah certain emotions even it didn't have to be a full story but like an emotional release when you mm. hear the very like warfaring like Klingon language yeah. and it's just it's it's activating very very activating. yeah yeah for sure and I think for me too that was a big part of like um being in alignment too with the stars and like looking looking at the stars and kind of like meditating um on them and their different like energies um can be very activating too and like with soul memories um and to me that also felt like with tropical how it's like not aligned is almost like it's stopping us from kind of connecting with the with that and like that um true reflection um and like following like our kind of memories and path back to the stars and like where we came from um 
Yeah. And with Pisces too, it's like, I kind of see that as like the Akashic records as well. And it's just like this container that holds it all. Um, that's going to be uh, reactivated now too. Wherever the dragon goes, transformation. Mm -hmm. Whatever yeah. the dragon touches, death and rebirth. I know this. Yeah. We know this energy. If you mm -hmm. allow yourself to remember dragon energy, mm -hmm. I do say that not everybody carries dragon energy the same way um mm -hmm. obviously some people understand more from the mind but to, to actually understand it in your being mm. in your body to know the dragon energy was too big for this world yeah many many ways this is why they went into sleep stasis um mm -hmm. I won't necessarily use the word hiding, but they kind of, yeah, cloaked, you know, they kind of, this is a Star Trek word, they like cloak themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, for, for as long as was relevant. And mm -hmm. earlier this year, I was in Ireland in a very, very sacred um, part of the Isle. It brought up a lot of dragon remembrance. I could see mm -hmm. dragons in the formations of the land, the mm -hmm. um, the cliffs, oh, wow. the the like clear shape, clear body. I could see the head. I could see the tail. Um, mm -hmm. I would speak to locals, and they would say, you know, that stone is called the sleeping giant. This one's called this. That one's called that. And mm -hmm. it just brought up many, many times it brought up all of these um, um, connection points where I was like, okay, I understand that there is some really big origin piece that's mm. in Ireland, in this particular coastal peninsula. So it's actually called the, yeah. Dingle, the Dingle Peninsula. Um, mm -hmm. And there are some very sacred isles that are not too far from that peninsula that uh, there are trinity of isles there's three they look like pyramids mm -hmm. and the biggest isle is called um, michael isle and the dragon line the michael line begins there the scale these are the skellig islands so it's called skellig yeah. michael the dragon mm -hmm. line goes all the way across Europe, so through England, from Ireland, England, um, tip of, uh, or part of France, part of Italy, it goes all the way into uh, the Holy Land, so Jerusalem, around there. Mm -hmm. This emerald, divine masculine, dragon line um, is ready, like it's ready mm -hmm. right now. Yeah for those who are mm -hmm. ready to um, take this world into a more balanced, uh, progressive, um, harmonious, unified place. Because I think mm. in the spiritual path, sometimes we can teeter-totter between, okay, I'm, I came here as a woman, I'm gonna go all divine feminine, and then 
you know yeah. <laughs> kind of shit on the masculine on the, on the process yeah. you know? and we can't yeah. like we can't do that this is about mm. this like is about unifying, unifying. Yeah. um so i did find it interesting that at the beginning of this year clearly clearly they were steering me they were pointing me to um to activate the masculine dragon dragon that mm. energy within me because i came here as a woman they're like that you have that you need to activate the the complementary opposite this mm-hmm. is actually what alchemy is this is actually yeah. what union is once you do it yeah. within it mm. ripples into your your every part of life mm-hmm. so i'm not 100 percent sure why the michael dragon line specifically wants to be mentioned right now but it could be relevant mm. to people because we're talking about yeah. memory right so yeah other lifetimes hyperborean epoch for some people is Mm. relevant if you remember or you are going to remember hyperborea Mm -hmm. um older than lemuria i mean this is when the earth was being formed this is when things were getting set up before there were any humanoid creatures here um the dragons Mm -hmm. came they set up the energy lines the grids yeah that's what i was feeling with their energy that they're like the um like the keepers as well like of the the earth and the grid um and just like yeah i love that (laughs) how about australia do you feel like there's a dragon resurgence or an openness Mm. I'm not sure. I do feel called like to go to certain places though. Um I don't know if I feel the energy as strong here. Like I do in myself. Um, but I don't know if I feel it here particularly. Um but it is interesting though, like how um yeah there's like certain places like that can just reactivate like on the earth that can reactivate the memories too and just like Mm -hmm. visiting those places is just like as well the energy that is like anchored in there can like bring forth like the memories and different things like within you um yeah it's really interesting (laughs) that's the dragon grid work that i've yeah remembering yeah it's yeah i didn't come here to be the housewife i came here to move around the grid yeah it doesn't make sense even when the world is telling you to stay home even (laughs) with everybody else's fears and projections like being shot at me Mm -hmm. yeah when you actually understand like that hunger of the north node in you mm, yeah none of that matters mm-hmm. you cannot shut yeah. off the call of, yeah. of the dragon <laughs> of rahu yeah yeah mm-hmm. mm. <sighs> we could go on and on 
I feel this is a good place for people to kind of sit with the energies and swim with them and see where it Mm -hmm. takes them and maybe also decide whether or not to have a deep dive with you, you know, in a session Mm -hmm. where, where it's all about, you know, it's all about you and Mm -hmm. your chart, your sky codes. Um, Mm -hmm. So how can people find you? Uh, So the best way to find me would be through Instagram um, at the moment, which is the Aquarius channel. Um, And I also have a Patreon too. Um, that you can find me on where I post um, daily updates um, of like the true sidereal energies. Um, And you can also get your own chart too, to see, um, yeah, your own blueprint. Mm. Beautiful. I picked Mm -hmm. a tarot card for us from only major arcana. Oh yes, yeah. (laughs) And this is what we got. Oh, which one is it? It's the star. Oh, I love. Oh, wow. <laughs> and in this That's deck, beautiful. she's the sky and the star. Oh, yeah. It's not just the star. She's the sky and the star. And we just, we just did the whole true sky, north node, mm. you know, transmission. So yeah. I want to highlight that. Um, she has one arm pointing up towards Mm -hmm. the heavens and one pointing down towards Mm. the earth because when people do start getting into astrology or even the spiritual journey it's Mm -hmm. really easy to use the journey or the chart as an excuse for why Mm. you don't want to be here as a human yeah or why it's all wrong or why you are the way you are Mm -hmm. and i like to highlight that it's not a place to escape it's a place to like once again unify but like crack Mm -hmm. your codes like you have the keys crack those codes open those doors open the closet of chiron open the closet of your north node open the closet Mm -hmm. of your south node like and then how empowered you will become because Mm. just being aware of these things you um yeah you give direction to to your your life i feel yeah yeah absolutely i think that can be difficult too when you um with astrology or just like the spiritual kind of journey and also with with the access to of like Pisces and Virgo, that there can be an energy of like just wanting to escape and just kind of be up in the clouds or like in the fantasy and like dream, dream worlds. Um, but I also see it as like, so bringing like your dreams and or like bringing heaven to earth and not just like wanting to escape, but like actually bring that energy down here (laughs) and like anchoring it in in here and like not forgetting about that mission that's yeah that's here as well yes bringing heaven to earth but also remembering heaven is here 
but it's through us. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's through us, you know, Um, it's every, um, every action that we take, it's every word that we speak, whether we're speaking Mm -hmm. of heaven or hell. The Syrians actually told me recently um, that no transformation is too small. No Mm. transformation is too small. And it stuck with me like it was it was really powerful. It was like a mantra I was working mm-hmm. with, and I think I will continue to work with it because we can be wow, I love that. so future driven and and like yeah. results driven and, and we have a long game in mind, like of course we do. Our soul has that. Mm-hmm. But what they highlight sometimes is like the littlest things, the subtle changes, the subtle energy shifting your mm-hmm. mind to a higher um mm. a higher channel like where you're you're doing you know not like lists in your head very virgo like of what you need to do but yeah. instead you you're um attuning to this like divinity and in your downtime you're like saying beautiful things to yourself you know in your head it's mm-hmm. really hard for us to do that sometimes like i'm you know yeah um, it's not from a place of ego from a place of oh that self-talk is shifting my reality it's not small mm-hmm. that transformation is not small mm, that change yeah. is not small i think the yeah. dragons also would highlight that no change is too small every change is mm. is is documented in the book in the akashic records yeah in the sky and yeah. the earth and it can be too it's like all of those small changes just like add up and then you have like the momentum just to to keep going and yeah I love that that's so true it's like and you never know too like um through like the transformation like where it will lead you and it's like yeah no matter how small it is or um like the small changes like where it can take you Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is why when i walk when i'm traveling even if i live somewhere for a short period of time i like to take a different path or a different street yeah. or walk home or walk out of my home like to the grocery store in a different way yeah. every time if i can because i'm constantly allowing space for new things like new surprises um, yeah yeah so we'll just leave that with the beautiful mm-hmm. viewers and listeners and from beautiful boiling hot california if you saw me just <laughs> like wiping myself the whole time it's almost eight o'clock it's still boiling oh my gosh <laughs> your summer california heat and um, yeah i still appreciate so much our our transmission our connection your open heart to share your beautiful wisdom and yeah this new chapter in people wanting to explore true sky especially the people that are connected with my threads and the dragon realms and the mm. prophecy realms do go mm-hmm. on a do go on a deep dive with your codes and your true sky it's going to yeah. be more beautiful and powerful Yeah, thank you so much for having me on.
and for all the work that you do too it's beautiful until we can teleport <laughs> yes <laughs> oh that would be nice we'll stay connected <laughs> thank you melissa thank you <laughs> oh,